If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14. Now, we're about to, to see something about how God works in mysterious ways. I did not tell Missy what I was preaching on, nor did she tell me what she was singing about, but we're going to be talking about counting the cost today. The Gospel of Luke chapter 14, we'll be looking at verses 26 through 35. There is a cost to discipleship. Now, 
When we look at discipleship, what I'm talking about is pretty much turning all over to God and following Him wholeheartedly, whether it be into the mission field, whether it be into ministry, teaching, evangelism, whatever it is, we are to be His disciple. Because God has called each one of us into a specific ministry within the church. And we are to dedicate ourselves to this. But what we will see is that Christ tells us that we are to count the cost to see if we are able to do this. But you know, when you think about discipleship, Many Christians fail to realize a key fact of discipleship. Many think that they can just go about living their life how they lived before they received Christ as their Lord and Savior. They continue to do what they did before. But being a disciple of Christ means that we have given that up. We have repented of our sins. We have been born again. And, and as part of this new birth, we have become a new creature in Jesus Christ. Now, we are not talking about salvation today. We are talking about what happens after we become a Christian. Discipleship. Some think that they don't have to change anything in their life at all. And they can just continue to follow Christ without making any change in their life, living how they did before they became a Christian. But if you think about it, dedication to Jesus Christ means that we are to reject the things that are against Him. We're to reject the life that we used to live. And we are to follow Him with our whole heart. Now, this might sound hard. But if or when we put anything in front of Jesus Christ, regardless of what it is, whether it's family, friends, job, possessions, whatever it is, it is idolatry. Christ does not want 99% of your heart and then you to hold back 1%. That 1% becomes a 100% idol in your life. We are not to do these things. Another way to look at it is dedication to Jesus is dedication to being crucified with him. Christ died on the cross for us. Paul says that when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are crucified with him. And the way of the cross is a hard path to follow. Yes, there is a cost to following Jesus. Are we willing to pay that cost? Looking at the cost he paid for us. Look at Luke chapter 14, verses 26 through 35. It's written, If any man come to me and hate not his father or mother 
and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever beareth not his cross and cometh after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, minding to build a tower, sitteth not down before and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to perform it? Lest that after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to perform it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to make an end. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and taketh counsel, whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while he is yet a great way off, he sinneth an ambassage and desireth peace. So likewise, whosoever be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is neither meat for the land, nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given us. I thank you, Lord, that we could just come today to worship. And Lord, I just ask your blessings upon your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us today as we worship. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us today as we worship. Just overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, I just pray that you would just, again, be with those who could not make it today, those that may be traveling, Lord. We just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon them as well. And again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all the many blessings that you've given us. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in these verses... Again, Jesus is discussing the cost of discipleship. Now, being a disciple of Christ means that we are to reject anything that can come between us. Anything that can come between Jesus Christ and us. So look at what he says first. Jesus says that to be his disciple, we are to hate our father, our mother, our husband, our wives, our brothers and sisters, and our children. Now that seems pretty harsh. Now, does Jesus really mean we are to hate these people? I'm going to give y'all a key to interpreting the Bible. Pretty much the key to interpreting the Bible, and this is what you would learn in any seminary, is that if it makes common sense, seek no other sense. That's what they will tell you. If you're reading something and it makes common sense, don't look for anything else. Like when we see the Ten Commandments and it says, Thou shalt not kill. Don't look for anything else. That makes sense. But then say you're looking at Psalm 23 and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Well, David sit, is sitting there saying that we're like a sheep. That doesn't really make any sense. So what does he mean? Basically, he means that God cares for us like a shepherd cares for his flock. So we seek another sense into it. Now, Jesus telling us to hate mother, father, husband, wife, sisters, and brothers, and children does not make any sense. So we have to look for another meaning behind this. Because, you see, Christ cannot contradict the word of God. Because he is the word of God. He's the one that spoke it into existence. And in the Ten Commandments, he says that we are to honor our father and our mother. And then Paul, writing under divine inspiration, in the book of Ephesians says that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church. And likewise, wives are to love their husbands. So what does Jesus mean here? Jesus is assuming that a conflict will exist. A conflict will exist in the family. Especially if you have someone who becomes a Christian and then you have family members who are not Christians. A conflict will arise. And that conflict will be between what he wants us to do to be his disciple and what the family wants us to do. And what he is telling us is when this conflict arises, we should have no problem knowing what we are to do. We are to follow Christ. Because if we follow our family over Christ, we have created an idol. That's what he means here. The work of Christ should come first in our life. That is how dedicated that we are to be to him. The work of Christ should come first. Our dedication to Christ should come first. Again, remember, he says we are to take up a cross and follow him. What was the cross? The cross meant death. The cross meant a curse. The cross meant sacrificing everything. And that's what Christ is calling us to do, to be his disciple. We are to sacrifice everything to follow him. Secondly, Jesus says that we are to hate life. Now think about that. That doesn't make any sense. Hate life. Life is a gift. So what does he mean here? You know, does he mean that to be his disciples, we are to hate serving him and having that life? Are we to hate the life of a Christian? Absolutely not. He's talking about self interest. Again, Jesus is assuming a conflict will come into our life between what we want to do and what God wants us to do. It is a conflict between self-interest and submission to Jesus Christ. 
And what are we to do? Being his disciple means that we are to submit. We're to submit to him. We're to follow him. With 100% of our being, we are to follow Jesus Christ. We are to give everything over to him. We are not to allow self-interest to take hold. We are to always, always choose Christ's mission for us. Christ's mission is to always take precedence in our life. We're to be dedicated to him, 100% dedicated, no matter the cost. Now, when we look at this, Jesus uses the strongest word possible, doesn't he? Hate. He says, hate. We are to hate these things. Now, why does he use that? Because what he means is that nothing can be used as an excuse. Think about that. We can't sit there and say we are going to serve Jesus Christ with 100% of our life and then make an excuse for not serving. One, God has heard all the excuses that we could possibly use. And two, Christ says, you're to hate these things. When it comes down to it, if you have to choose between me and something else, you are to choose me, no questions asked. That's what Christ is saying. And he says, if you choose otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you choose otherwise, what we will find out, he says, you are good for nothing except to be cast out. See, following Christ has a cost. And it's a cost many Christians don't want to pay. It's a cost many Christians do not want to pay. Being his disciple has a cost. And his work can become, can come between the person wanting to be his disciple and family, the person wanting to be his disciple in self-interest. And in these situations, we are always to choose Jesus Christ. In all things, we are to submit to the will of God and serve him 100%. Remember, there is a cost to following Christ. Jesus says that we are to take up the cross and follow him. That means that we are to be dedicated to being crucified with him. We are to crucify ourselves and anything that will hold us back from serving God. 
That is what he is talking about here. The only way to be his disciple is to be willing to forsake everything. Forsake everything. Regardless of what it is. And follow him. Joining him in carrying the cross. Cost. Are we willing to bear the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ? That's why he says that we must count the cost. Count the cost. Look at what he says here. The first thing he says in counting the cost, he says, imagine you're building a house. Before you build the house, you are going to make sure you have enough money to finish the job. Because what will happen? You get the foundation laid, you get the frame up, and then you run out of money and there you have this foundation and frame and nothing else. He says people will come and mock. People will come and mock. We have to count the cost before we start. The same is true for the disciple. What happens if you say you're going to forsake everything and follow Jesus Christ and you start down that road carrying the cross and then partway through you turn back? Everybody that you forsook is going to mock you because you couldn't finish. Discipleship is not a quick decision. You have to sit down and count the cost first. Are you going to be able to do what you feel Christ is calling you to do? Because if you can't do it, Christ is saying it's better if you don't even start down that path. If you can't truly follow him and be that disciple and do the ministry that he's calling you into, don't start. That's what he's saying. Sit down and count the cost first. We're to analyze the changes that it will bring into our life. And if we start down that road to discipleship and then stop, we're going to be mocked. Before we start the journey to truly following him, count the cost to see if we can do it. Then take up the cross and follow him. And this is why. The next illustration that he gives tells us why. He says, imagine two kings are going to war. One king has 20,000 troops and the other king only has 10. The king with 10,000 troops is going to sit there and count the cost to see if he can overcome and defeat the army of 20,000. And if he can't, he's going to send out ambassadors to negotiate a peace. Now what does that mean? Christ is telling us something about dedication. and material resources. 
Look at the disciples in the New Testament. They learned that following Christ would not be an easy path. Sometimes they did not have resources. They went hungry. They lacked clothing. You know, if you remember, Paul asked if Timothy could bring him a cloak because he was cold while he was in prison. He lacked resources. They had to depend on others. What Christ is telling us is that dedication sometimes means you're not going to have enough. That's what dedication means. It may mean a life of having very little, but you still have Christ. Look at missionaries. How many of them have very little? They have to rely on other people, but they have Christ, and they're doing the work of Christ. Material possessions may be left behind. Discipleship, dedication to Christ may mean a dedication and a life of not having anything to fall back on. I know somebody who was a missionary in Africa for years. When he moved back to the United States, he didn't even have a house or a job. But he had Christ. The way of the cross is a hard path to follow. We are to take up a cross and follow after Jesus Christ. And to follow Christ means dedication. Even in the face of having nothing, that's what Christ is telling us. Forsaking everything for him. Why? Because we are called to be salt. Remember Christ tells the disciples that they're the light of the world. But then he also calls them the salt of the earth. We're called to be salt. Now what does that mean? It means that we are to flavor the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're called to be salt. Christ gives us the flavor. And then we are to take that flavor and flavor other things. But if we have no flavor, if we cannot flavor others, we're of no use to Christ. We're no use to ourselves and we're no use to others. We're to count the cost. Forsake all if we can and take up the cross and follow after Jesus Christ. You see, dedication to God does not have limits. We're to give 100%. It's the way of the cross, the way of sacrifice. That's what it is. The path of the cross is a path of sacrificing all for Jesus Christ. And are we willing to give all to follow Christ? Are we willing to take up a cross and walk the way of the cross? 
Because the cost of dedication is everything for Christ. Everything for Christ. And carrying a cross and following after him. That's discipleship. Are we willing to be his disciples? Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for just that we can learn from your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with us as we go into this time of invitation. If there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.